0: Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden.
1: I'm Cass Quinn.
0: And this is 90 Under 90. 90 scary movies
1: under 90 minutes.
0: 254. 406.
1: 69. 105. 67. 5 million. 127. 12.
0: 15 million. Negative four. 25,000. Yeah. Vinity. Whoa. See if you bastards can do nine. <laughs> I'm scared. i to shake it out. Oh, you know. Okay, today on our show, clocking in at 83 minutes, we're talking about 1948's Abbot and Costello Meet Frankenstein, directed by Charles Barton and with animation sequences by Walter Lance, uncredited. This movie is celebrating its 75th anniversary today, the release of this episode, and I will make sure that this gets released on Thursday (laughs) for that reason alone, as opposed to... Any time before the following week. 75. What a milestone, you know. Uh, You know, when you're here, I don't think 75 really marks anything. I think because when you're you're a senior citizen at what, like 55 or something, 60? 65 now, I think. Okay, 65. Yeah, 75 isn't shit. Uh, (laughs) It's still an accomplishment to be alive still. So, I mean, hey, uh, some people don't make it that far, as we as we tragically know. Seventy five. Hey, hey, Happy birthday. Uh, this movie. Old <laughs> abs and cos.
1: John Belushi looking incredible in this movie. <laughs> Again,
0: <laughs> Bobby Moynihan at his at his finest. Well, <laughs> uh, if we're talking Costello. Uh, Lou Costello. Uh, to me, this is this is this is Cass's pick, by the way. Um, mm. I, we wouldn't have done this. I think pretty safe to say had it not been for you picking it, we would have us. done it in the in our 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 golden years. Uh, <laughs> by which I mean our later years of the podcast when we are yeah. also seniors <laughs> down the line. Ourselves. This is Everyone my.
1: Everyone is gonna hate me. I keep picking these really bizarre Oh no, 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 no!
0: That's <laughs> the I'm, thing. I'm, yeah. I'm literally, I literally am glad that you did uh, have this on your list because uh, it gives us an excuse to actually watch a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that Dan and I were both Three Stooges boys growing up, uh, another reason why we would not have chosen this one. Yeah. Or, right away, you know, That's it would have like... yeah. taken some time. I hate to draw a line in the sand, so to speak, but like oh, no. my hot my hot take about Lou Costello is like he reminds me so much of like like curly Joe, yes, you know, like, like and you know not curly no but like curly, curly, curly Joe Joe that wimpish <laughs> it's like just a little just hints of curly, but mostly he's just a pussy like yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> I wasn't gonna total, go that far, but <laughs> the total vibe that Costello gives. He's a bashful individual. That's what he plays up the most. And I think that's what he has going for him, at least his character in this. He's like a like a lover boy, but like he's under sort of the spell of a woman who's under the spell of uh, perhaps somebody else. So, you know. Uh, sorry, every time we do this on Skype, this stupid Adobe player update comes up. But like, Usually like 10 minutes into the call, or <laughs> five, I have to exit yeah, out. Right. It's like, so. hey, uh, Adobe is still a thing for your computer. Do you still want to use it? <laughs> like, no, the world has moved on. Get out of here. If you're using Skype at all. Uh, or you, or you update your Flash player. So like this was our first time, our first foray for me, even into Abbott and Costello. Cass, I imagine you have uh, a relationship with uh with 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 these uh, movies so can you explain uh, a little bit about that yeah explain yourself
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll justify my actions uh oh actually i grew up with like laurel and hardy and buster keaton and fatty arbuckle and that kind of thing i actually have the old um like reel-to-reels of Buster Keaton and stuff that I got from my grandparents. Um, But I think I just liked the 40s, like, era of movies in general. So, like, the Casablanca and all that. Not Gone with the the Wind, but... (laughs) um,
0: Problematic.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) I mean, it's Gone with the Wind, you know? Yeah.
1: but right. I love Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff. And well, he wasn't in this because he refused to play Frankenstein. Uh, but I, um, I don't know. I like that that era of weird slapstick. And apparently I wrote down a list of like all the um, Laurel and Hardy esque people um, like Belushi and Ackroyd, Spade and Farley. It's like the skinny guy, the skinny straight man, they say they would call. Um, like Ackroyd, and then the chubby, funny guy would be the Belushi, and so they definitely play that up. But
0: we need a new uh, dynamic, like the like not like a new version. I mean, like we need a new fat guy and skinny guy working together, like doing like multiple yeah. movies together, comedies. And not since Jay and Silent Bob has there been a, a more famous. That's fat, think, fat Man like, and Little Boy
1: pairing. James Franco and um, uh,
0: Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Yeah. But, I don't know if that uh, has mm, the same I don't think so.
1: Jonah Hill and Johnny Depp. <laughs> I don't
0: know. But Jonah Hill's skinny now, you see. You him? Don't both. worry, he'll be back. <laughs> 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 Multiple times, he'll go back and forth. And Johnny Depp, I like your, like. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Um, So like that's funny you say that because like I was trying to think of like a a modern analog and it's so weird because this was a time when you I don't really think you would get this maybe for like a streaming experimental title. But this is a this is 1948. This is a major studio universal doing really taking a big swing by doing a huge crossover with their monsters property that started in 1931 with Dracula, a movie we did on this podcast previously with one Bella Lugosi. Uh yes, he was on ber- the episode. It was great having him there. Oh yeah, he was he was wonderful. <laughs> but uh and, and merging them with Lo- uh not Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello, who are like <laughs> <fucked you> <laughs> who started on the 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 burlesque circuit stage and radio, made it made a splash, huge splash, and then suddenly they get their break in 1941 uh with a movie that I didn't write down, but uh
1: We the talkies. talkies. (laughs) They finally make their big
0: break, and by 1948, they're crossing over with their monsters property in like this big experimental crossover movie, and it it actually does fucking well, Uh, critically pretty well, commercially very well. Um, This may not sound like great, but in a, it's the 49th highest grossing uh, movie of 1948, and it's the second highest grossing movie of Universal that year. So it did pretty well, and I just I think they should make more movies like this. And I was thinking all this to say, what is the modern analog? I'd be like, I guess Monster it'd be like squad. if they, Jay and Silent Bob like when that they was went, scream, like that was if they were to expand that. You that's know? literally to talk about the one the one good one. That was a Bob Weinstein idea,
2: no, oh. not
0: the other one, but but Bob Weinstein. I remember Kevin Smith. I've never heard Bob Weinstein in an interview, but but Kevin Smith's impression is always Kidding. yeah we have the Jay and Silent Bob characters. <laughs> oh we God. have all these monsters. They could be like Jay and Silent Bob, could be like Abbott and Costello. Is that what he said? Yeah, like he, like this was literally an idea that Bob Weinstein had, which is like, let's yep. do a Jay and Silent Bob with all these modern horror figures that New Line had access to. Because yep. at that time, they would have had access to Freddy and Jason and uh, at least one or two other ones. Um so yeah, I mean it's it's it was entertained at one point as early yeah. as you know, probably the early to mid two thousands, maybe the and late nineties. And now you don't Degrassi really
1: grassy
2: instead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now you don't really have like that kind of I can't think of a modern comedy character that 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 people would know, like that's iconic that could be applied to some sort of giant crossover. One thing one other one, okay, that crosses uh, the my mind. Crossover wise is when they were very close, this close to doing a men in black and 21 Jump Street crossover, which Gosh. would have been very interesting with Jonah Hill speaking up <laughs> Tatum joining the MIBs and like kicking alien ass and like, you know, being funny and maybe R-rated. That would have been way better than what we got, which is men in black international, uh, which is, <laughs> oh boy, did either of you see that? No. no. Fuck, you're lucky because it's, ooh, it's such a slog. It's so bad. Any Most most of them are. Most movies are nowadays as, as <laughs> that's a slog. That's a, uh, um, so, anyway, all this to say Universal Monsters, something that's been going since 1931 with Dracula. And it's funny because Bell Lugosi does not reprise his role as Dracula until this fucking movie. Oh, I know. That, at least not in film. He like he did other things okay. as Dracula, but yeah. Seventeen years later, on the big screen, he comes back. That's huge. That's like basically that's like uh, Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine again for this Deadpool <laughs> movie. You know, it's it's because he's been at it for that long about right. It's huge. Uh, I'm trying to put I'm trying to be a connoisseur of context myself here. Uh, try. I got back into playing check. So um. <laughs> It's 1948. They want something new, exciting, different. And by this time, they've done like a few dozen titles of the monster movies. Uh, But not until this year, they implement comedy. And uh, it's funny because um, I think I read uh, who's the uh, the wolf man. uh, Ron Chaney Jr. He said uh, he was not into this. Did you guys read that?
1: I read that no one was. I read that Abbott or Costello.
0: That's true.
1: Neither of them wanted to do it. and One of them said that his daughter, his child or his young daughter could do a better script. (laughs) (laughs) Are you insulting your daughter or what is happening?
0: Yeah, Uh, they did not find the material uh, suitable to their liking. And I read some of the original draft and you could tell how much they punched it up with that that pacing, that that signature Abbot Costello, who's on first kind of you know back and forth that they're known for um like like for instance the beginning with the bell and the phone i was reading the first draft and i'm like okay they really leaned into that bit cuz in the script <laughs> it's like a, they gloss over that get the bell get the phone no man they're just like they're really milking it they're juicing it baby that's the I, and i don't i know so many so many things are juiced to the point of just <laughs> yeah, down to the rind itself like I think the part that graded me most if we're just to jump forward just a tiny bit is when he's screaming for a chick, right? That's that's Bud Abbott's character, Chick. Yeah. He's screaming for Chick when Dracula's coming out of the coffin and he's trying to he keeps coming in. He's it's that classic bit where he doesn't believe him, but then as soon as he leaves the lid oh opens. Oh my god. It's like a 20-minute sequence that it fucking just, <laughs> It's a piece <state laughs> in this movie. <laughs> like <laughs> they really make a meal of it. But, it's uh, honestly like Cass, you could roll your eyes, you could say whatever you want, but w- again, we are three stooges boys through and through, Pre- okay. three stooges predated Abaddon Costello, at sure. least in terms of uh, of shorts and whatnot. And I'm watching this movie just thinking, like, why aren't people slapping each other? They're ne- like oh, why yeah. is why is Costello not getting slapped around? I- I'm so I'm very upset great. by it. I'm I'm genuinely upset that he's not getting smacked or kicked or there's yeah. nary an eye poke in this movie. It bothers me. Uh, think... uh, there's a couple couple moments. Sorry, Cass. Go oh ahead.
1: no, go ahead.
0: Just like there is a couple moments where like he kind of like slaps him upside, and you get like a psh, like sound effect, but it's not to the excess of Three Stooges. Uh, but you know, apples and oranges, I guess, or or apples and and uh, like Gala apples and Pink Ladies apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think but, uh... it's
1: like, uh, <laughs> just because it was played on like Turner classic movies every Halloween that it would, uh, draw me in. It would be that. And, uh, cause I think I always preferred the silent movie for, if we're talking like comedy duo, so that'd be like Buster Keaton.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: and that was like slapstick. So that would like tickle my funny bone. And this one I'm rewatching as an adult and I'm just like, ah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, let's be fair here. Um, 2001, the United States Library of Congress deems this movie culturally, historically, aesthetically significant, selected it for preservation in the National Film Registry. Film's number 56 on the list of AFI's 100 Funniest American Movies. Uh, Give me a fucking break with that shit. It's shit. shit. See. I, let's, you know, let's not shake a stick too much but at that's, it. That's just one of those lists that's just like, well, we're going to throw in the classics. Like, You sound like a douchebag because, who's trying to... Uh, <laughs> I like no, three. I'm saying the like okay. the, the purveyors of this list are just sound like they're just like, oh well you have to give it to Abbott like it's just like prissy about it and like so I, precious about classic film. For those who are film lovers listening to this who are left, I do want to honor them by saying if you're into this movie, that's okay. It's okay to like any movie, especially one hundred funniest the though. Classic. Smack oh, dab you. in the middle of the hundred funniest? No, fuck off. I, wow. I would. With that, yeah, with you, Jer. I, I I don't find it very particularly funny, but even with context, like it's yeah. hard. But sorry, Cass, what were you saying?
1: No, I was gonna say it's like throwing Citizen Kane as like the greatest movie of all time. Like, it's, is it though? like my <laughs> balls
0: with that shit. I hate when people <laughs> are like just automatically saying Citizen Kane. Yes. Everybody knows it was uh, Live Die Repeat. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, right? Tom Cruise in the mech suit. He keeps dying in that one. Did you see that one? Little Lady Blunt. <laughs> Lady Emily Blunt. Yep. Uh, Bill Paxton. Rest in peace. That's the greatest movie. and Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Uh, Abbott and and Castell- one of the funniest, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I put that above above Abbott and Costello. Maybe it is, to be fair could be you like know what two, I actually three, I didn't 52. check the full list of AFI's funniest, but I think Edge of Tomorrow God, is above. I, you know F- what? Still, you know, I'm just going to say it right now. I don't even have to look at that list. I'll bet you any fucking money. Blazing Saddles is put as number one. And I don't know that I would even agree with that. But how much you want to fucking bet Blazing Saddles is put as the greatest fucking comedy of all time? Dan, I will have
1: chat bot right now. Whatever the, whatever
0: the I thing. think it's probably <laughs> I'll look it up just to cause I want to know because Jar's fired off.
1: <laughs> I can't what um do you remember when Instant Messenger had that little chat that you could uh, talk uh, to? Like yeah. aim bot or something? That's what yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. this. This is right
0: now. Like chat GPT or something. But I couldn't
1: the whole entire movie. I know that John Belushi hated the comparison, but the whole entire movie, all I could think was this guy is John Belushi. And I I couldn't get past it. i (laughs) I No, I'm
0: I'm telling you, I was just seeing Bobby Moynihan the whole time. Honestly. Like I was just (laughs) like, that's way more in line with what Costello was doing. All right. Ready, Jer? Sure. Give me the top five. Okay, hold on just a sec. i I'm opening the uh, Collider article here. And I say it like that because uh, my friend Sheridan uh, recently wrote some articles for Collider. So I'm really happy for her. Yeah. So that's why I said Collider. Collider. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to perk up, everybody. Sure. Um, number 10. Oh, you wanted five? No, give me top 10 if you're at the top All 10. right, number 10 is, we've done this before, Airplane, which, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of. No. Sure. Nine. I mean, I'll give you I'll give you a rubber chicken movie in the top ten. Number nine, and this is to me a, a tad controversial: *The Graduate*, which is more dramatic than funny. It's a,
1: definitely not a comedy. I wouldn't.
0: Yeah, it's got. That's fun... one of those, but like... like, it's not ha 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 funny. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... Steel attraction is. Uh... Number, yeah, <laughs> number eight on
0: <laughs> there. Number eight is it happened one night. So these you could tell where their mind is. Oh God, classic mindset. Cass, what did you think of? Uh, did, have you seen uh, Clark Gable? Uh, it happened one night. Claudette Colbert.
1: I love Clark Gable. I'm sorry.
0: That's uh, you don't have to apologize yeah. for that. <laughs> apologize. I love Humphrey
1: Bogart. Unless Andrew you wrote Bergman. this
0: list, you don't have to apologize oh, for anything.
1: <laughs> I actually did. I just didn't want you to know. Oh. Fuck
0: off the show. <laughs> <laughs> the whole I show. Watched, uh, it happened one night in a film class. It was fine. Like that. That is a good example of back and forth, like mm-hmm. uh, dialogue as swordplay. And you know, it, it like of course, it has that old flair to it. It's 1939. Uh, Mash. Just... Mash. The next one is, number seven is Mash, 1970. Robert Altman. Uh, Jerry, Number six, Blazing Saddles, 1974. All right. Well then, I mean, all right, keep going. I'll keep going here. Number 5, uh we were supposed to do this with uh maybe we still will, duck soup. That's another classic. Uh I've never seen fucking Marx Brothers. I mean, yeah. They're a flavor, all right. I you know, <laughs> whether or not you like it is What's your take on the Marx Brothers Cass? Uh
1: I don't know. I just don't think that I know enough of their work, so I've uh, that I wouldn't even want to say that i like them again going down the buster keaton route sorry yeah, I
0: was just... gonna say, i'd never include them in a in a list that would include me
1: huh yeah yeah like they have a thing. little
0: yeah Ew. um that's funny right
2: yeah
0: uh, so number four annie hall woody oh, I... allen Great person, uh, anecdotally, good. Uh, nothing wrong with him, wow. no evidence <laughs> against him, solid dude. Guy, honestly, uh, it needs to be working more. What happened? What happened to Woody? Number three, <laughs> made by what I think is one of the, the funniest uh, directors in the business, is Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop oh, yeah. and, and Love the Bomb. Learn to love the bomb. Uh Kubrick, oh Walls so to the wall, laugh a minute. Oh, metal ratio. Clockwork orange. Clockwork so orange, funny. yep. So funny. Uh number two. Have either of you seen Tootsie? Yes. I've seen parts of Tootsie. I've not seen all of Tootsie. Tootsie's decent. How is
1: it? It's number two.
0: I that's my I agree with you. It's decent. It's pretty good, but like, come on. And then number one, are you ready? Oh, God, I'm going to get mad, aren't I? I don't know if you will. Uh, 1959, Some Like It Hot. Okay, I won't okay. disagree.
1: I love Some Like It Hot. Sorry, I just went like, ooh, warm and fuzzy. Hey, I just watched it, like, again for the first time in years. And Tony Curtis, Walter Matthau, and Marilyn Monroe. Jacqueline. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say? Fa-
0: you said Walter Matthau. You said what the, the other one
1: damn i screwed it up i just watched okay. it last week <laughs> great uh, i have to leave i have to go now
0: well you wrote the list so you've been kicked off you were not even on we're not recording you anymore
2: God, damn yeah it. it's muting. just
0: silence whenever you talk <laughs> just, hang out though if you want. just bleeped like, out yep, i,
1: I want to say what tony curtis said about Marilyn monroe but i don't think that i can on this as a podcast. christian woman
0: you can't you can't no say just
1: it. Oh, I've said it a bunch of times,
0: but I don't want to say it on the podcast. Does it involve the C word or why? It
1: involves the P word.
2: Uh, Oh. I
0: don't even know what the P word is. C. Pussy. Pussy. Okay.
1: And I mean, hasn't that woman suffered enough? I mean, both in life and in death, she's been violated. Tony Curtis, leave her alone. But I love it.
0: All right. Well, I take it it you like like blonde cast Netflix. Did you see that? No. No. Uh, I didn't see it either. All right. uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Uh, Just bad title for this movie, by the way. Too. It should be (laughs) Costello meets all the other monsters, and Abbott denies it. (laughs) I guess that doesn't look good on a poster. But I I just I, I find it odd that. Frankenstein is like specifically called out when it's just like this is not the only monster that you happen by. I agree. It should be
1: like Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. I can't say that name. Uh, team up with Wolfman to destroy beautiful um mid century furniture.
0: Mm-hmm. How about Abbott and Costello hang with the monsters for a bit?
2: How
1: about Abbott and Costello do Monster Squad before Monster Squad? <laughs> Where's Rudy?
0: <laughs> perfect prince squad previous episode <laughs> yeah we did do wolfman's got nards uh i love um, that movie we I don't we i don't want to watch it again because i don't yep, think yep. it's gonna hold you're, up that's you're right yes. that's the problem for us anyway and it's like we i didn't even have that nostalgia i just kind of I put myself in there like as much as I could because that was my first time seeing it, and we watched it last October. And I was like, "Man, I missed the boat on this. I should have watched this when I was like nine years old or something, you know? Uh, would have probably loved it." But uh, there's, just mm-hmm.
1: there's just some movies you cannot go back to. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You know what? I I took I had the the guts to revisit Napoleon Dynamite because uh, my wife. Had never seen it. And I remember really, like, I I own it on DVDs still. I didn't, like, sell it or give it away. So I was like, "Eh, you know what? I remember, like, there's a reason I bought this. And I popped it in because she had never seen it. So I was like, this will be interesting to, like, look at her reaction throughout the movie. And it was. Like, it was kind of fun. Like, uh, it's a stupid movie. Like, really dumb. But, uh, you know, there's a worse way to spend an hour and, like, 28 minutes. Um,
1: What would be worse?
0: Dental uh, cleaning. Staring at the wall. Um, Pap smear. Thinking about dead relatives. A male mammogram. Uh, <laughs> Colonoscopy. A lot of other. Th- I think we're it's just... I think it's safe to say we, we've got a, a lot of things. Getting your foot run over.
1: Ingrown a- toenail.
0: Procedure. Oh, gosh. Of Ooh, which wait. I've had several. <laughs> I've had several? <laughs> I did. I well, yeah. I my big toes on both sides of the nail.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Had to have toe, toe surgery. I had to have toe surgery three times. By the time I went in the third time, he's just like, I'm just going to do this other one because there's only one left, so let's just do it now. <laughs> I don't know what the hell my problem was. I had a couple years there where my feet were just bad.
1: You're wearing terrible shoes.
0: It must have been all yeah. that all, all that kicking of brick walls that I used to do too. Just a lot of just with bare feet kicking the brick wall. It would just. Oh, yeah, that that doesn't help. But that's a procedure. Did he put up the little curtain after he numbed your toe so you couldn't see him cut it? Yeah, because I tried to look and then he leaned my chair back and then put up the curtain (laughs) as if like, don't look at this. (laughs) Let me see. My toe feels huge. Let me see.
2: It feels like my toe is
0: three sizes too big, like the Grinch. Describe Mm.
1: it in graphic detail for the podcast.
0: So he took okay. this needle. And, okay, I won't. Um, just for context, uh, Abbott and Costello will meet the Invisible Man in 1951, and then 1955 they meet the Mummy as the second to last Universal monster title. The last one being the Creature Walks Among Us in 1956. So, so I, you mean to tell me that this movie has a fucking sequel? in the form yeah. of the invisible man they literally so the 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 gag at the end of this movie is basically the uh, the equivalent of a modern day mid-credit sequence and we, it was, um, we get a sequel it was not intended and then uh, it just became a fortuitous thing due to the success like how how sequels used to kind of be set up as opposed to we've already written two three and four and it hasn't even been <laughs> released the first one and if the second one doesn't make three times as much money as the first one, we're going to hit the panic button. Yeah. Yeah. And the fans are, too. Yeah. yeah. They're just as invested. You know as what? Before. Can I tell you? You know what's what's great about modern movies is uh, knowing everything. I love just that we have to know everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Cass has no horse in this game. She's like, no. I got a gun.
1: I was going to say, just, you know, an, on a related note, I went down like a rabbit hole to find out if Frankenstein was considered anti-Semitic. So that was like, I was looking at my notes and I'm thinking, and? I, found out, I found out that, um, well, I didn't, you know, it was a, a book and uh Mary Shelley book, but uh, apparently not deemed anti-Semitic, although Dr. Frankenstein um, is a bit, uh, I went down this rabbit hole and it was like is dr frankenstein a narcissist is dr frankenstein bipolar and i'm like what the fuck is this but i found out that nasferatu is deemed anti-semitic uh in germany oh. oh so you know
0: i wonder if uh because robert eggers is uh, i think they're in post bill skarsgård is playing uh the creature and Lily Rose Depp, I think, is in it. I wonder if they're going to address any of that stuff in, in the new one, but we'll see. It's That's just so weird. G- Germany's not really known to be very anti Semitic, so it's just <laughs> it's strange that that would. Uh, they're cautious even come up. with their. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. <geez. laughs> uh i guess we'll get into it here uh abbott and costello meet some monsters meet universal monsters three of the big universal monsters and then another one at the end as we mentioned look out
2: (laughs) dun 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 uh
0: so bud abbott plays chick young lou costello plays wilbur gray
1: how are you saying the name
0: costello uh, why?
2: why are <laughs> That's you how you it? say it. It's Costello.
0: Costello. Costello. See, in my head that sounds the same as how you're saying it. Costello.
1: That's right. Yep. It's this New England accent. Uh uh
0: yeah. Long Chani Jr. plays <laughs> Lawrence Talbot slash the the Wolfman. The Wolfman. <laughs> Bella Logacy as Dracula slash Doc- Dr. Ladros. And you got Glenn Strange as the monster, a.k.a. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And then at the end, as we mentioned, Vincent Price shows up as the voice of the Invisible Man. But but not making an appearance. (laughs) Literally, he can't. He can't. He's the Invisible Man. They said, get the fuck off the set, Vincent. Like, can I shout my lines from off camera? Yes, but get the fuck off the set. They, he was contractually obligated to stay away. <laughs> so, um, now we now that we know our characters, all of the pawns on the chessboard, so to speak. Uh, Larry Talbot, aka the Wolfman's human alter ego, makes an urgent phone call to a <laughs> railway station in Florida where Chick Young and Wilbur Gray work as baggage clerks. That classic, like... You can plug these characters into any profession. We're just kind of like we need something to get the ball rolling for the story, the context. Like, you know, like Three Stooges, every episode is like now they're roofers. Now they're plumbers. (laughs) And sometimes within the same one, I told you, my favorite Three Stooges gags are the ones where they're running away from somebody else. And somebody's like, hey, I need three guys to build a house. And they're like, that's us, guys. Well, let's go inside. And then they build a house. uh, They just do it. Mo just snaps right, them right into it as if they belong. It's uh, it's interesting. It speaks a lot about them psychologically, you know. And that's my big problem with Abbott in this one is that he doesn't look stupid enough. He's just okay. he's just angry, so he just comes off like an asshole. Whereas he if he looks like an idiot, you'd be like, look at all three of these idiots. This guy's dumb. He <laughs> is like the straightest man in like no in the history of straight man like comedy duos like. He is like an angry dad who just shows up and says, clean your goddamn toys up. You look like an idiot. And then, like, he's like, whoa, wait a minute. You just fooled me. Like, that's – he does that. That's all he does, really. Now listen here. I'm not going to make any jokes. I'm just going to criticize what you think you see. <laughs> and then that, like, it gives <laughs> – that's the, Jar- that's the movie. I just did the whole movie for you guys. is okay. sheepishly playing with his fingers kind of close to his hand, a la kind of Luke Costello. Because that's kind of like, it is kind of his thing is like he's playing, he does like that sheepish kind of thing, but then he's not afraid to kind of bark back a little bit like, or like literally mock the person that's barking at him. Like he does that a lot. Um, so a lot of physical <laughs> bits like, like Curly, I hate to make the comparison, like Curly Howard. He, he, like, no, he, make I mean, the comparison because Curly does it better. In many ways, he reminds me of not only Curly Joe, but also Curly Howard with his physicality. Um, but what performed.
1: about Curly Sue?
0: Uh, Curly Sue? Adorable. Well, Love her. Uh, speaking of uh, her John Her father, Belushi, I'm, not, so, I'm not, not a huge You fan got enough, <laughs> but... as the dad, of the, the, the surrogate <laughs> dad in that. And he's all like, I remember he gets, I don't remember much of that movie, but he gets like hit with her bag. and goes, what do you got in there, rocks? Yeah. And then um, that's all I remember from that movie. <laughs>
1: It's just nepotism because just his, remember his brother died. <laughs> his, <laughs> his brother Lou Costello died.
0: His brother, yeah, yeah, that's um everybody knows that that's uh he's the 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 born again Belushi is uh, Costello, mm-hmm. but uh there so they're like they plug him in they plug him in as baggage clerks right, and uh, Larry Talbot, A.K.A. the Wolfman, he tries to warn. Wilbur of a shipment that's coming for McDougal's House of Horrors. Okay, remember that, because that's the big location that they have to drop off their cargo at. However, before he finishes, the moon rises and Talbot turns into the Wolfman, causing Wilbur to think the call's a prank. So then, meanwhile, McDougal... Demands the crates be personally delivered to his wax museum. This, so it's this like fucking McT- who is Who is this asshole? Like, what, yeah. who did he remind you of? He reminded me of someone that I'm like, I don't know who he's reminding me of. But uh, there's something about his voice and the way that he's. Tra- he's got this stupid voice. Yeah. Listen here, guys. If that crate isn't delivered, stop chewing gum. My favorite part is a little bit later when he um, he's he, him and Costello. Costello. They're going to get the police, and Costolo calls out, and he goes, I'll do you one better. Police! Like He, like, competes to call out the police. Um, he gets a couple funny straight man moments. Like, I would argue better than uh, than Bot. But Abot. Yeah. Abot's not doing a, a whole lot except yelling and not helping. You know what, man? Pitch, don't bitch. That's what I would say to Abbott, to Abot. <laughs> Is that like a sign at your work, or some <laughs> bitch don't bitch? Like no, in the it's break, just, it's a rule in every writer's room. <laughs> yeah, stop okay. complaining about it and come up with something better then. Ah, I, I feel like that's um and a, also in these mental health days where we're all very conscious and trying to be sensitive to other people's like man like what if what if Costello really does have a problem and he's he's seeing things and hearing things and instead his friend abot is just like now listen here you're being an idiot and I'm not gonna listen to it anymore I'm gonna walk over here some more shit can happen to you not exactly <laughs> sensitive yeah. I think if we could say one thing about abot it's that he is not very sensitive. Yeah, as a as a as a partner, I, do they live together? Or are they domestic partners? They're they're uh they're a couple uh they're they're, yeah, they're and uh he yeah oh, he's just 40. not he he's not happy in the relationship anymore, but he doesn't know how to get out of it because he's quite frankly a homosexual man in the forties and and uh, <laughs> doesn't you know he's like well this is this is the best uh, this is all I got I can't do anything else it's all, and you They'll know, hang me in nineteen forty eight. Was Bert and Ernie based on these two? Because it, like now that you mentioned it, Bird is very much like an Abbott and Costello is very much like an Ernie. I would say, um, I don't know that they're directly based on it, but Hey, let's just say that they were inspired. Let's Certainly. do it. Let us do it. Turn the key. Just, you know what, Frank Oz, if you want to, uh, tweet me at 90 under 90, yeah. uh, I haven't made a post in like two years. <laughs> uh, but you can tweet to me. Yeah. Uh, the Frank Oz jam or whatever your, your Twitter handle is some, yeah. something, with, something with jam in it, I think. And I like to hear from Canyon Jim while we're at it. J- James L Brooks. Hey, <laughs> oh a- at Canyon Jim. Cause he lives in the canyons of, uh, you know, somewhere in the canyons of California. He lives in, he lives in a canyon. Yeah. He lives in the cany- canyon. canyon, the, the grandest of canyons. He just lives down there. Um, so they're okay. So they're both uh, baggage toys. And it's funny because Larry Talbot, A.K.A. Costello, he looks a bit like uh, honeymooners in that uniform with his hat and his, uh, his little uniform. Am I right? Yeah, a little bit. He goes, yeah, "I'm expecting to go out uh, to the moon <laughs> with you. Uh, I'm gonna smack the fucking shit out of you." Yeah, again, this movie could have done with more smacking. I would have preferred it if there was fucking Jackie Gleason inside in Abbott <laughs> <Avid> and Gleason <laughs> meet uh, a lot of monsters. I loved it when you go, I'm going to beat the shit out of you so much at that <laughs> You're show. going to hell, Alice. You're going to hell, and I'm ten- sending you there. <laughs> I'm going to send you to your grave, Alice. Six feet <laughs> under. I'm the life out of you, Alice. Oh, so funny. Domestic thick. abuse, Alice. It's coming your way. <laughs> so, so good. So funny. I think, you know, it's just, I would appreciate if somebody just spells it out like that for me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, look, if you're going to be domestically abused, don't you want someone to say, it's coming your way? Yeah, like a forewarning, yeah, you know, the equivalent of dad just cracking that belt. The batters uh, just want a heads up, that's all I'm saying, if we can just (laughs) make that happen. Absolutely. To the moon? Question mark? Uh... (laughs) So Chicken Wilbur, it's funny because he just gets off the phone with the Wolfman, and he transforms. And let's talk about that transformation sequence, guys. Like Probably like 10 cross-dissolves in one uh, setup and because it, it alters uh, slightly. They didn't quite <laughs> nail down the, uh, the camera on sticks. Or at least, mm-hmm. no, they did. It's just the performer is is moving slightly, uh, yeah. Lon Chaney Jr. Well,
1: that's and, because uh, he's transforming. Would it's you stay true. perfectly still if you were suddenly... Covered in
0: well, hair. I guess I would cross dissolve slightly two inches to my <laughs> left and then back. <laughs> a couple I would times. do. Like, uh. <laughs> I would do a series of close-ups, mm-hmm. uh, a la uh, Teen Wolf, or I, knew I guess to a, extent, a lesser extent American <sighs> Werewolf in London. The to a lesser extent, brow skin and the growing <laughs> Nails. Yeah, but well, this movie lacked uh, pulsing eyebrows. Is, is yeah. What, what the wolfman should have had it lacked rick baker effects in 1948 yeah i mean he was only just born that year so you know like it's mm-hmm. i don't know hmm no when was rick you What's know, would um wouldn't that be great if i was right rick on baker, my... do you know it's a really technically advanced movie i found out is baby's day out oh god they built rick baker and company Built a robot baby that looked very lifelike. That's for- why it looks so natural in the movie. Yeah. That and, like, watch the VFX artist react on Corridor Crew. Uh, it's the newest one. So, so one of the shots, just to get an aerial looking down... There's like forced perspective stills, like kind of how like they draw in chalk, like just on flat surface, and it makes it look like a 3D building. They did that, some of that shit in there. They comped it with like some like green screen of it's. Movies used to be way more magical. All this to say, Uh, there used to be more ingenuity, and I don't mean digital assets plugging in and making them look like they belong. You know, once Uh, once they got rid of the whole like child abuse and established child labor laws the music movies just got so much more magical because so, they couldn't put a real baby in there to do it to contextualize this you know we're, we're this is uh, nitty-gritty days this is uber practical this is nascent film days which means we're getting like strings opening like coffins and we're getting really t- uber practical effects like and that's what's expected of this era right just to bring it back to this. So anyway, Chicken Wilbur, they deliver the crates after hours. They go to McDougal's House of Horrors, and that's when shit starts to really get stirred up. But before that, we do cut away to Dracula, and he's trying. He gets a kind of a, a slight revival going for Frankenstein, doesn't he? And uh, we kind of see him get started. get uh, uh just gives so- him a zap. Somehow he's got electricity stored in his ring. I, yeah, I guess it's around here where he he finally gets out of his coffin, and like we mentioned earlier, this is the back and forth where Wilbur keeps calling out for Chick, and this is like a set piece where you know Chick keeps coming in, saying like this candle moved. Of course it didn't move. What are you nuts? And then he leaves, and like like the the lid opens. Now listen here. I'm going to spend the next thirty seconds of film time telling you that you're wrong, and I don't <laughs> believe you. And furthermore, <laughs> let me say this. I think that you're being a liar, and by liar I mean you're not telling the truth. Now, don't it just keeps going? I'm not. I'm only about a quarter of the way through it. <laughs> um, we should rewind just a tad because Wilbur's in a relationship, isn't he, with one Sandra and with one, Sandra, uh, with one Abot, quite frankly. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> well, Abot, but also the uh, a classy dish named Sandra. I had that, that uh, man down. because <laughs> <I laughs> <know>. Abot <laughs> says. They do say dish, and I had to re- rewind it back. I was like, he did not just call her a bitch, right? Like, oh. they, like <laughs> that bitch, listen That's... to you, that bitch is gone. <laughs> no, she comes in and visits them at work, and she is all lovey-dovey. And it's actually quite, it, to me, endearing to see Costello be such a, uh, a teddy bear uh, sweetheart with his dame. Uh, she visits him at work, and and it's like kind of like the, something out of like the other guys like with Wahlberg. You can't understand how Will Ferrell's with Eva Mendez. The Abot can't understand how Costello's with this Sandra, this classy uh, dish. So I mean, I guess that's the one thing that Abbott and Costello have for them is that, I guess, unlike the Stooges, they could maintain a relationship with the opposite yeah. sex instead We'd of see. just the three of them tooling around being assholes. Just when we get uh, the quote, uh, he says, "I don't get it. Out all the guys around here, that classy dish has to pick out a guy like you. What's wrong with that? Go look at yourself in the mirror sometime. Why should I hurt my own feelings? You know, like a little like he's aware, he's a little self-deprecating, See, you know. It, it, that, and that's that's it right there. That's why it's because he Abbott is just an asshole, yeah. and Costello is at least like funny. I'll own it. Yeah. I mean, I don't I wouldn't go so far as to say funny. I would say he's owning it. <laughs> He's 1948 <laughs> for me. Yeah. Say. Um, but Sandra, like he's smitten and like the audience is like, well, I guess he landed a classy dish. But what we find out, and I think this is actually a pretty, uh, I wouldn't even say predictable for me. I did not see it coming, but she is under the spell of one Dracula. Right. And the she boom. she she is going to use his brain for a whole transfer with uh, the monster Frankenstein's monster uh later in the movie right that's the big end game that's what we're going for here but it's yeah we're gonna do the old the old brain swap the old oh you're 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 an idiot you're feeble you can you can withstand this but brainwashing it's, uh, transformation when you say old brain swap this is brains the brain swap that that is the precedent for the old brain swap yeah. like you know like the old sitcom brain swap. Who's going to – ooh, you're going to act like the other one. We have did it ourselves. Fuck. So, um, so this movie I think had to certainly set precedence for that kind of setup. But um, they uh, – for a while they get kind of – you don't see Chick getting on the side of uh, Wilbur and finding out uh, for himself that Dracula, Dracula is getting out of his coffin – and walking about. In fact, when he comes down that final time, Dracula is about to strike Costello. instead he hears Abbott coming. He runs to the corner, he puts up his little arm, you know, like to hide as if he's one of the dummies in the museum and and he still is not convinced that uh, Dracula is standing in that room with them. I, you know, like when we were growing up, one of the cliches that our father used to uh, say to us is mind your surroundings, you know, whether that be socially or just physically, Surru- mind your surroundings, <laughs> always mind your surroundings. <laughs> Nobody is minding any surroundings in this movie. There is like they're mm-hmm. ba- like la- later on, there's a moment where like they're in a room and like they barely get out of the room when Dracula comes like back in, like in the background of the frame. Uh, it's the it's the scene. <laughs> It, it's like Abbott comes back and Dracula is clearly moving to hide in the background. Like he's not already there. Uh and and Abbott does not pay any attention to the moving monster in the background at all. But like I guess that's just bad blocking and bad uh setup for the camera. I don't blame the performers as much as I do the filmmakers for that. But um anyway, it it is a little while before uh bot finally gets something like realizes that we get some monsters here, right? Who's your favorite monster? My favorite monster? Yeah, probably Grandpa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? Who's your favorite monster? Cousin It. How about you, Cass? <laughs> who's your favorite monster?
1: <laughs> That's the Adams family. Jeremy.
0: Who's, who's your favorite monster, Cass? Who's your? A- answer the question, Cass. Yeah. Dennis. Gomez? Yeah. Well, I'm could, I mean he's very
1: attracted to John Aston and I feel like I'm always on this podcast confessing some weird Yeah,
0: like Bob crush. Odenkirk, John Aston and uh who's next, you know? Richard like Dawson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dick Dawson, really? <laughs> really? Dirty
1: Dick Dawson. I love oh, Dick man. Dawson. Yeah. Oh shit. Celebrity match game
0: all day. So wait. Would you a Long for, sh- microphone, isn't it? That's a, it's. it's I, I get it. It's that. <laughs> oh, it's that man. subliminal messaging. Let's not go there. But hey, Cass, would you settle for Sean Aston? No, he is not. Amplines?
1: No, he's uh, he's not uh, John Aston's biological son. So I can't go down that road.
0: Fine. Right, Do you think what? John Astin remind, reminded Sean Aston of that all the time? You're not my son.
1: You're, You're not, not really real my son. son. No, Pugsley. <laughs> Pugsley was my real son.
0: <laughs> Damn, as he chomps on a cigar. Uh, puts it out in Sean's head. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is worse than the Deloise family. <laughs> oh, they're, they're <laughs> See what Dom does to those poor boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think he was nice to his sons. Uh Okay. <laughs> Just a funny sentence. I think he was nice to his son. I I think Peter and Michael uh remember him fondly. Mm -hmm. So uh anyway, Dracula hypnotizes Wilbur and uh they find uh Frankenstein's monster in the second crate, reanimates him, however, it's it's kind of like a temporary thing, isn't it? He gets like these little like he, he shocks his bolts. And I think he grabs like, does he grab like a device on either side of his head and like? Oh, he's got he's got a ring and he just kind of like puts it oh, up to the okay. the to the bolts and again he's got stored static electricity in there that he can just release at any time. Okay. And it gives that's him like some, you know a couple hours of juice. Yeah, it's kind of like when you need to like your car battery dies and like um you you need like a jump start from a friend. Yeah. It's not gonna get <laughs> you that far. Like that's Frankenstein. He just got jumped with some cables, you know. Yeah. You know, why you get, you just why? don't turn it off again And then you'll be okay until you get to the next To get, You can replace it yep. Put
1: Frankenstein on the highway for at least a half an hour
0: I would love to imagine you guys are, okay, all both of you, you're driving down the highway and you see Frankenstein hitchhiking. Would <laughs> you pick him up? <laughs> so it's less likely that he'd be hitchhiking and more likely he'd have a sign that said homeless, please help. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would make me laugh too, although that's sad. I think it, it would make me laugh harder. <laughs> Not, <laughs> only because it's a Frankenstein. Sad homeless Frank. Like that's an AI art generation for you. Yeah, <laughs> sad homeless Frankenstein yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah. homeless please help anything will do and the <laughs> font keeps getting smaller and smaller because they keep running out of space on the side <laughs> like <laughs> i can't read the bottom part i'm sorry i can't help you from someone who's done the ai art they they are the worst when it comes to text like signs and stuff like it's gibberish but... yeah they it's weird i, I tried that before too yeah. and i'm like they don't they don't know letters and these are pretty much the same in most countries so i don't i don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, fucking AI. Right, Cass? I hate it. Uh, AI, is gonna, AI is going to take your job. Pretty soon we're going to go into a, a barbershop and AI is going to be the one to give me a haircut. That's not true.
1: They tried that with the Flowbee. They'll never <laughs> take my job. <laughs> That's
0: right. It needs the personal human touch.
1: Would you uh, let a straight razor, a robotic straight razor near your face? Yeah, just
0: raise your fucking head. <laughs> No, thank you. But it's poorly calibrated, so it just slices my throat on the way back. It scalps you and like it grabs a chunk of your hair out, <laughs> you know? That's one way that they'll take over. It's just by killing oh. all of us with straight razors. By being barbers. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So we all think that the internet is gonna be involved in it and really it's just robots are gonna go around with straight razors that <laughs> and just start slashing.
1: One <laughs> throw at a time. Slash.
0: You joke about that, but I think the future is dog shaped robots with guns for heads, and I'm not kidding. No, her. like have you seen those? No, I don't think I wanna see that. I hate dogs That's in general. Dystopian military state, futuristic Robocop bullshit. It it is a dog. It looks like a dog. It's got four legs and it's it has a gun for a head that trains. It's trained to chase and, and shoot down and Probably has the, maybe not the same speed and agility of a dog, but uh, probably up there, you know? What a world. I know. A great time. Uh, a great time to be alive. Uh, wonderful. But um, anyway, enough about dog robot with Gunhead. <laughs> Let's talk about how the guy uh, McDougal finds the crates empty at when he gets back and Wilbur and Chick get arrested. He says, "I'll do. I'll do it too." Police, and they do like a little police off, and they get the bobbies right. And the mm-hmm. guys come in and they take, they haul they, these guys' asses away. But they're not really in prison for very long at all, are they? It's not really much that they can prove. I mean, it's an insurance claim. I don't understand why they're being arrested in the first I don't place know either. But yeah, they get kind of, <clears> they do get a some some kind of arrest, but and- that night. Honestly, just like uh, the classic Dracula, the scariest thing about the movie is bureaucracy, oh, and yeah. uh, the do the the due process and, and all of that. And romance, and romance right? <clears throat> yep. Terrifying. Um, speaking of which, you got Doctor Sandra Morne. That's Doctor Sandra. You know, we talked about uh, you know Costello's squeeze, the lovey dovey earlier. He's very bashful. It's this woman. Guess what? She welcomes Dracula. And the monster to her island castle. She is seduced. She's seduced Wilbur as part of Dracula's plan to give give Frankenstein's monster a more obedient brain, as we mentioned earlier. Genius plan, you know. You can't give it to. You can't give Abbot's brain to Frankenstein's monster. Mm-mm. Right, because he's very, he's always questioning things. Costello's just like <laughs> he'll die instantly. With the honestly, he will. His his brain will explode and he'll die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Wilbur and Chick they get bailed out by one Joan Raymond, who's an undercover insurance investigator who feigns love for Wilbur, hoping to gain information. So now <laughs> that's we get the source of a lot of I got two dates jokes in this movie two dates i got two girls and yes. abbott's like give me some of that and he's like mm, i don't think so like a lot of that going on
1: and then he yeah. says one of the best jokes which is uh the last girl that he dated was had so much bridge work every time i kissed her i had to pay a toll
0: that i was like yes what what, <laughs> there <laughs> you <laughs> go biggest quote from the movie i'd say a yeah. jokey joke definitely <sighs> classic I like the one he says uh, and i'm probably gonna fuck it up but if you forgive me uh it's he says like he's talking about how like abbott's trying to like convince him like and this is okay i need to talk about this first this is such an archaic thing where if Cass, you have two friends and you're dating a guy uh M- michael right is his name yep uh he has two friends it's just automatically assumed that your two friends will go with his two friends, right? Like, that's <laughs> bullshit. That's such an old thing that kind of, like, it, it, I get it. Like, I get the implications, especially, like, when you're in high school and stuff, and it's, like, forced dynamics. But, like, as you get older, it's just, like, these are grown adults, and Abbott's, like, begging Costello for his two, one of his two dates. It doesn't work that way. They both want to be with Costello don't want
1: to do that because then if you break up and the friends stay together there goes your friendship
0: yeah and i, I think you know a little bit about that uh, Oh yeah all i of I, the... I i read your book <laughs> so, uh <Uh-oh. laughs> who knows it's a fair i'm sorry we can cut that out no you're <laughs> fine <it's> too- <laughs> that's all we'll say that's but, a uh, true
1: story now yes. um No, but I have been in situations where like uh, it broke up the friend dynamic on a serious note, I guess, where it's like, ah, you're dating now. And then now none of us want to hang out with you because you're either too cute and it makes us all want to puke or you guys end up being, you know, toxic. And then we still don't want to hang out with you.
0: damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Which and, is why uh,
1: Michael and my friends never hang out ever. They've never uh, even looked at each other.
0: <laughs> I'll do you one suffer. better. I I don't allow Caitlin to have friends. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's just it's 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 a bad. I'm setting myself up for a bad situation. Honestly, it's like don't talk to anybody. You can talk to people at work, and then you come straight home and give me your phone.
1: You let her talk to people at
0: work. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Give me your phone. <laughs> give me your... I said, listen, give me your phone. Or domestic abuse is coming your way. <laughs> I like a Cass said, wait, you let her talk to people at work? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's really giving her freedom. Like, that's too much. Michael
1: uh, types up all my messages.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's yeah. been responding to you guys. He wrote all my
0: notes. Everything oh, really? saying. This is yeah. This is AI. We're actually uh, talking to AI developed by Michael.
1: Hello. Thank
0: you so much, Michael. You uh, are welcome. <laughs> I loved your movie, the John Travolta one where he's an angel. Hmm. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael, you ever see that movie where he dances and oh he's, talking my about, God. he's talking about talking in those John, like the apostle goes to the Beatles and they go, oh, this guy's <laughs> fucking cool. That that's that's in you know what it is? That's the golden years of John Travolta. Just the just phenomenon. when he's at his prime, phenomenon. Michael, Arrow, Michael, Pulp Fiction, uh, Face Off face off Which i don't know God. if you know this but you know why they call it face off right because he no. takes face off and we had to do the Fought demonstration up. you both
1: did it movie. at the same yeah. time i'm impressed yeah.
0: he Wants to say something i think right do you want to like, i don't like this movie do you and you don't okay
1: um, my favorite part of this whole movie was mm-hmm. when frankenstein throws her out the window
0: <laughs> I love that, too. I'm not even kidding. I love seeing somebody get thrown out of a window by a Frankenstein. Here's a do you know the story about that? Because yeah, that is my favorite. I had to rewind it for uh, for Katie because my wife wasn't in the room and we were watching. I was like, you have to see him chuck this woman out the fucking window. But um,
1: wait a second. Our... Jeremy, what's your wife's name?
0: My wife's name is Caitlin and Dan is married to a <laughs> Catherine who goes by Katie. Me and Jer are married to the same woman,
1: oh my God, I knew it. I Not knew it. Weird.
0: you knew it. Oh no. I
1: knew it. I was wondering why there's only one Katie Eden.
0: There's always been a stigma about me and Jer, and it's uh it's never been good it's um its said um these guys are too brotherly, they're too friendly. You gotta keep them separated, much like uh Michael's friends and Cass's friends or mm-hmm. Caitlyn, just her social life. And the thing is you can, you know, this is too you know, you have you could be friends with your sibling. No, it's, you can't. You know what? I honestly I don't even I got my kids and my kids are my friends. So well, I'm actually I consider Jar my friend, but Jar does not consider me his friend. So No, no. My I, my kids are my friends. Yeah. And they'll, and you know what? They're always gonna be my friends. Yeah. They Forever. Have to. Shame on me for thinking that uh it was mutual with Jar. Yeah. But, uh, no, sorry, that's man.
1: It's the younger sibling thing. That's the same
0: I, thing. Uh, so else? you can, you keep your friends separated. You're like, that's fine. Me and my wife, we don't have to worry. We don't have any friends and we'll never make any. So it's yeah, like, we don't like that's, people. That's either. great. But I mean, you could have kids and then you have permanent friends for the rest of your lives. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, just a couple of them. I mean, if you want friends, that is. No, no, just no. Because can I tell you something? Own. They're, they're always there. They're <laughs> always there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we, Cass, I don't like how you responded to that, saying I knew it <laughs> about our life. <laughs> um,
1: For the record, so anyway, me and Dan never hmm. dated. Just want to throw that out there.
0: That's true. Although you jokingly said we did in a previous episode. So, or um, did
1: we? And audience I'm just like retconning that into show.
0: existence yep um so where are we in the movie
1: frankenstein threw her out there they're uh, they're, they're
0: baggage handlers um mm-hmm. and they they <laughs> have some. As, as you got huh <laughs> <laughs> no uh, uh, uh yeah the um uh frankenstein has um his battery has run out like his tick tock, you know, the winding things on the back from return to Oz. Cause those are my <laughs> reference points. Uh, the crank has one run cop? down on Frankenstein. And he's, he's kind of like, well, like, uh, uh, he's just, he's, he's down for the count. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then the chick is all like, don't worry about it. I got a, I got a, a moldy little brain for you by moldy. I mean, you can mold it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, <This> Cass. <laughs>
1: This this movie, um, really, to me... Was... I, I'd love
0: it if it was just you two doing this recap okay. of this movie. Oh, we would this have gone movie... off on too many tangents, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered. I, that's what I suspect.
1: Okay, ready? This movie was back when women were women, and men were men, and even Wolfman wore a suit.
0: Is that a tagline? That's it. <laughs> for, a, that's for the, the movie? Is that on the, the poster? Movie.
1: Abbott and Costello were
0: Colin. Men. When women were women and men, men were, were men, men. And even Wolfman. Even Wolfman wore a suit. Wore a suit. I like it. that they, they have big heads, but their bodies are small. It's <laughs> huge. it's like, do you think that their bodies were shrunk or their heads got blown up? Both. Okay. Yeah, like kind of like Modoc. <laughs> oh, great comparison. Great character. Great movie. Great Nothing movie. Wrong with any of the stars in that movie. Um, so anyway, the yes, Dracula says that all sounds great. Now we cut to Wilbur and Chick. They get bailed out by Joan Raymond, as I mentioned, she's an undercover insurance investigator who feigns love for Wilbur, hoping to gain. She takes her job way too fucking seriously. So it really goes to herself. great, great. This, what does Wilbur do? Even though Wilbur has Sandra. He invites Joan to a masquerade ball that evening.
2: What this is some boy. Larry
0: David shit. Is it? Yeah, this is Wendy wheelchair and Denise handicap all over again. What season? S- 8 7 or 8? All right. <laughs> 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 I missed that one. Um, so yeah, so he's five. You know, Maybe it's but, no, you know what? It's probably 6 before he marries Loretta. It's a love triangle he's got. And it's a self-imposed love triangle. It's that classic sitcom thing. But it's like, it, well, what you really don't have to worry about in this is that he doesn't have to go switch between Sandra and Joan. That doesn't really... Don't you wish that he did, though? Kind of. Kind of. But he seen, invites her. Doubtfire shenanigans in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, Talbot takes the apartment across the hall from Wilbur and Chick... And asked them to uh, help him find and destroy Dracula and the monster. So now Wolfman is in the picture, Lon Chaney Jr. And he's, he's uh, as I, I didn't mention this earlier, and, and Cass said everybody was kind of upset with this, but uh, Lon Chaney said they made buffoons out of our universal monsters with this movie. So you, can, you notice how serious, he's playing it more sincere than I'd argue anybody else in this movie. Yeah. And I, there is an earnestness and a tragicness to Wolfman. That character. He's very much like the Hulk if we're talking Marvel. Yeah. He doesn't want to destroy anything. He's he's a good guy, ultimately. I, I honestly don't understand the criticism of the actors because I, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I'm finding that they are, you know, granted, I'm not as familiar with the Universal Monsters, like the actual movies themselves. But I'm like, there's nothing that they're doing that feels jokey or like they're no. making jokes of the characters. They feel like they're actually like the characters that they should be doing the things I, yeah. that they should be. I don't see how that, that makes the characters look bad. It just, they're in a different context. I agree with you, Jer. Yeah. I think, uh, Lon Chaney was probably, he, he was just so overcome with embarrassment to be associated with a comedy act and his like very serious character to, to even cross those lines was sacrilege to him. But I, to, his exact quote, I take issue with, um, It's probably because like the fucking Abbott and Costello are huge, you know, like maybe some jealousy. Yeah, there's got to be a little bit of that. Like the universal monsters at this point are clearly waning. Yeah. A A and C, Abbott and Costello in 1948, they're Universal's like sixth highest grossing actors of that year, like tied, of course, between the two. It's not one over the other. So they split that shit. Um, so yeah, they're doing quite well for themselves and the universal monster thing is, is waning the popularity. Like, obviously they needed a shakeup and this is exactly what they got, mm-hmm. uh, much to their success. So, um, going back to this, uh, Talbot takes the apartment across the hall from them, asks him to help him and find and destroy Dracula and Frankenstein. Wilbur agrees, but Chick is skeptical. You know, he's very discerning the dad of the two, you know, the A-bot, the straight man. <laughs> So, um, Wilbur, Chick, Joan, me. they go to, and this is, uh, I guess, we're like, oh, oh, the quote, I, I, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but the quote, I know I'm going to botch it. They're talking about uh, Abot wants him to break him off a piece, right? And he says, uh, you're friends, right? He's like, I am your friend. I would, uh, if I had two cigarettes, I'd give you two cigarettes. If I had two pairs of shoes, I'd give you a pair of shoes. He's like, if I had two girls, he's like, uh, he's like if you had two girls, what? He's like, I say you take a cigarette and you take those shoes and take a walk. Like, you know, like. <laughs> I didn't perf- you know like that it's something it. like I that, yeah exactly
2: well, yeah,
0: exactly that was exactly yeah, same really cadence and you. everything, oh, thank you, uh, so you know snappy jokes, and of course, uh uh Wilbur's thinking a little selfishly, snappy jokes with like amount as much snap as a waterbed has, like they're they're just it's so like, oh God, it takes <laughs> well, forever to guys- get to the snappy. I I think, well, and I think they might agree with you with this, and they punched it up as best as as they could with this particular movie, but I've seen some of their, you know, we've seen some of their old bits. We've seen the Who's on First, of course, that's the classic, but, like, Mm -hmm. there's other examples of that, like, you need a, you need a, can a Jones be a Smith? Have you heard that one before? Probably. He's like talking about the craftsmanship of his like his jacket or something. He's like it takes a smith for this, but a Jones can be a smith, but not a a, a, like you know like it takes a man named Jones to be a smith. You get the joke. Like I I think there's a there's a time and a place and there's a rhythm and there's a there's a pocket for these guys that perhaps the Stooges did kind of like they did have wordplay in those, but like they're mostly known for those physical gags, aren't they? But even more than that, the Three Stooges and like I won't get on too much of a tangent about that, but like the Stooges it's all it's all snappy like everything is fast in the three students you know like things don't drag or take too long unless they're showing a shot of a map where they want you to read every freaking location (laughs) on the map (laughs) but beyond that like attention span for abbott and costello i guess is required what i'm saying is that this movie lacks the pacing that i would expect from an abbott and costello like again not super familiar but familiar (laughs) enough that i'm like why is this all taking so long all of this feels just, like it's taking like t- three times as long as it should for the I comedy. I paused
1: it, like I paused it three times because I'm like, this can't be under ninety minutes. Like, I just don't remember it being this. I don't know. I think when I was a kid, maybe it was a little scarier. And
0: are we it, are, are, are are we finding outcasts that you, this movie is not aging as well as you thought or No, what?
1: it's it's on my list of don't don't watch
0: it again. OK, well, you know, like I think it's this isn't like uh, I, I can't even find a shitty movie to compare it to. But like this is an education I think we're getting for better or worse. And I know I was like th- what would have upset me is if you didn't do this episode with us uh, <laughs> because I was like she she threw this movie at us. Um, she has to do the episode with us because we wouldn't have picked this without Cass. But like having said that. This is part of the film education because this movie is lauded still to this day. AFI, you know, you can uh, snicker, you could thumb your nose at it, but they are uh, a credible source still. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, Sanders.
1: classics aren't classics. That's the whole thing. Like, okay. even rewatching Clockwork Orange, I'm like, eh.
0: Yeah, I like Clockwork Orange, but I I know what you mean. It's not. It ain't all that.
1: You Sometimes.
0: Know. Sometimes people give too much credit for first foot through the door. Honestly. Yes. Like, that, yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm.
1: It had its time, like in, in yeah. its time period, it was great. Then there's like real, uh, I think like horror classic, or I don't even know if I'd say horror classics, but like, you know, rear window and things mm-hmm. like that. And vertigo to me, still hold up but i guess and, i should watch them
0: again you know like we've watched we've watched we watched dracula and like i did not agree with it but you and our co-host did feel like there is something scary and haunting about dracula Couple i parts, did not yeah i didn't get that from my viewing but at least someone in the on that show appreciated the intent the placement of it in history and all that stuff and it's really hard to put ourselves in in 1948 to imagine what the landscape was like. But again, the three stooges have been around since at least 38 making shorts. And I don't think it's just because I think our comedic sensibilities are closer to that in general, but like, I don't think it's just the nostalgia of our childhood that is making them stand out for us. I I genuinely think that they're funnier and faster and kids are younger people now would still laugh at Three Stooges and would not laugh at this.
1: I don't think think like that's like a testament to certain styles of comedy in general. Like if you watch um, Buster Keaton, he was so innovative and so ahead of his time, like eons ahead of his time that you rewatch it and it still works. But I think, you know, there's no talking and there's it's all certain types of gags and he's really like does pratfalls and is falling out of windows and those things are like a little more timeless than the like, weird jokes they have in this movie
0: people yes. falling down and getting hit is going to make people laugh far more than confusion and wordplay like yes, yes. miscommunication you know like that's not as funny as getting poked in the eyes it's just not
1: and it'll never be considered offensive either. So, like some of this stuff, like what did he say? Uh, he called him a um, sawed-off Romeo, which I don't really understand what that means. Hmm. And um, like uh, how you had to rewind and see if you called her a classy bitch, which never would have been <laughs> no, in a movie no, from like, 1948. No, 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 no. But like, like you know, some uh, like airplane and uh, Naked Gun and those movies and. Uh, Ace Ventura—they're not—they're going to be considered offensive uh, by certain standards, and then sure. you know, silent movies and slapstick stuff like that is not ever going to be offensive unless they're in blackface, <laughs> which
0: yeah. they shouldn't be. Yeah, which but, happened, but
1: you know. not Buster Keaton. Just throwing that out there.
0: Um, so going back to this here. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the ball here no, Wilbur, don't. Chick, and Joan They go to Sandra's castle to pick her up For the ball That's when Wilbur gets a call from Talbot, the wolfman Who informs them that they are in fact In the house of Dracula Wilbur agrees if You to couldn't tell the by castle. the giant castle that you just walked into This is actually <laughs> uh, hey, A scary guy's place There's like 50 castles on this block, man But um castle, he's, no, Next castle up, sorry he finds it's a staircase beautifully
1: furnished. Like Dracula's got taste.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely! Uh, Victorian, like <laughs> high ceilings. I love it. Uh, marble. I'd imagine those stairs are. Where he? Okay, so uh, Costello has a few close encounters with the monsters, and uh, Joan discovers Frankenstein's notebook in uh, Sandra's desk, and Sandra. Finds an insurance investigator ID in Jones' purse, so they're both onto each other mutually in this sequence here. That's see. That's the benefit. That's see, As men, we will never be able to do this because we are not accustomed to going to powder our nose as oh, a group. Yeah. You know, so like we it's just really say, hard. Some cocaine.
1: You've never done cocaine in a bathroom.
0: <laughs> I'm I've, just I've, saying I've, that when we go to the bathroom, we're not like. I'm not pulling Dan's wallet out of his pants to like look and see the information on the inside. Yeah. That's the danger of wearing purses and uh, going to the bathroom in a group. Yeah.
1: So when you're in the bathroom, but do you peek over like the urinal
0: and then you're like, Oh yeah. But that's only to compare my size to the guy next to me. Yeah. Yeah. Get a quick peek. Everybody does it. Every guy does it. You got it. Girls do it too. We
1: look underneath the.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you you stick your, your head <laughs> under the stall and you look at the other women peeing or pooing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm at the point where sure. I
0: stand a foot away from the urinal because I'm just like go ahead, look, it's there. I stand wow, back. that's very Hard. uh I I put my hands bragging. on my head. Yeah, that's too much. That's too showy. That I don't like No, it. I don't mean I don't mean because of my size. I mean like here, I'm giving you more clearance to look. Yeah. This is this... not I'm not I'm not saying <laughs> Yeah. You know how people say, like, oh, I'm comfortable with my sexuality, and then they're, like, a little too comfortable with their sexuality? i you talking I about just, Jeremy? I'm, I'm trying to – I'm making a comparison to him Sometimes, showing his sick off. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'll be, you know, peeing at the urinal, and mm-hmm. a guy will come in next to me, you know, go, like, stalling at, you know, the urinal, the buffer urinal, but yeah. I'll just be like, hey, you want to look? And he'll be like, all right. And then he, <laughs> he moves over one. Hey, Did you, you want nothing look?
1: from George Michael? Come on. Hey, you want
0: to look? Hey, you want to look? Me? My? Here's my only thing, and this is where it stops. I say, <laughs> if it sounds good, I say, good stream, bro, and that's it. That's, that's all you do. You compliment their stream if it sounds Woo. good. You got your, you got a hose today, buddy. That's a good stream, bro. Good stream, bro. <laughs> and, you, and then you high five before washing hands. Yeah, definitely. Get those germs. Yeah, all up in your hands, muscles (laughs) (laughs) and muscles. So anyway, uh, uh, okay, so they're in Dracula's castle, right? And then the women are onto each other. Dracula, Dracula, under the alias of Doctor Legos, Legos? introduces himself to Joan and the boys. And uh, also working at the castle and attending the ball is the naive Professor Stevens. who questions some of the specialized equipment that has arrived. So after Wilbur says that he was in the basement, Sandra uh, feigns a headache, tells the others to attend the ball, oh go without me. But in private, Sandra admits to Dracula that she feels they are not safe to conduct the experiment. Dracula turns into turns her into a vampire. So it is um quite a seductive moment, I will Doxy. say. It, it's a it's a saucy moment. She's got a look of bliss on her face. I don't know if it like it's part of the vampire lore that once you're bit, you're like, oh heaven. Oh, it like, is. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Like it's so, like, like it's getting orgasmic. Yeah. So vampire teeth in the neck is like basically like heroin is what. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mean? It's creepy. I don't like it. I uh, I think it's interesting. <laughs> um, the lore, I do. I think it is. Uh, we talked about vampire movies with uh. Micah and Jordan on their podcast that'll be coming out in I think in October when we talked about Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I think they think- said August or September. I still think there's some great vampire movies that can perhaps be told and uh, that's all I'll say. But um going back to this, I think um this this sequence is quite saucy. And, you know, they get that that edge-like extreme close-up of Bela Lugosi's eyes. They're doing, like, the quick-shifty thing back and forth, the hypnotic dance, the trance. And uh, the whole process is sexual. Like, not just Dracula's pro but all vampires. They're, like, the horniest, most sexual, <laughs> like, monsters in, in monster lore, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but- well, I mean, to be fair... The Frankenstein monsters are hornier, they just have no way of actually communicating and they don't understand what they're feeling. It depends on their, their dicks, right, that they get installed too. Like <laughs> they get it from the wrong dude that had no libido, they're probably not gonna have a libido, right? Or is it a brain thing? It's it's how much electricity gets pumped into the neck, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, how much juice, yeah, yeah, is flowing. You got enough juice to handle the downstairs, then you know you're then you're a good Frankenstein. Mm -hmm.
1: I did have this uh, conversation with Michael when we were watching the movie, because I said, like the Bride of Frankenstein, she if she's making him or if uh, Sandra's making him, she could just check out a bunch of wieners. And see which one she likes the best. And that's the one she sews on there. And he's like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah, I like this one. This one looks good. The, the, the problem with that is you have to, you got, you're you taking a risk because you don't know which ones are growers versus showers. So that's true. You, know, mm-hmm. you you never know what you're really going to get.
1: Well, what about like rigor mortis? Would that have an effect?
0: That is an excellent point. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I, it changes <laughs> my whole way of, th- of thinking.
1: Just thoughts, thoughts for the podcast
0: yeah yeah it's interesting i guess they probably always go for like like the black ones or something like that you know frankly
1: as a woman i i don't know as a heterosexual woman i'm gonna I, say I, listen it doesn't matter
0: we've talked my my wife and i jared can i still do it actually uh no the, my anniversary's uh last saturday oops um i can't say the at my wife anymore on the podcast sorry uh But anyway, uh, yeah, we've had this discussion too, and I think she's what you're about to say is what she agrees with, which is I think
1: men put way too much stock into it. I don't know if it's like a little secret code that you guys all like have with each other, but no, women don't put that much. uh, I don't know. I don't speak for all women.
0: And then sometimes there's too big. There's too big. (laughs) Believe it or not. Yes, I know. I've been told many times.
1: Yeah, you're standing a foot away from the urinal. You told the whole entire world. I you know. know, I know. It's
0: like, Jared brags, about, like, he jokingly brags about that, but I feel like we're going to get to a, a day where it's, uh, guys are like, it doesn't, I have the biggest one is not the the number one, like. Yeah, it's going to get to a point where it's just like, I got a 9 inch, and they're like, <laughs> like, they'll laugh at you. Like, yeah, that's like, that's too big, dude. That's going <laughs> to, okay, yeah, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> All
1: right, we'll do this, like, um, I have a measuring tape right here, but it's for selling. Mm-hmm. Um, you can cut this if you want, but no, it's that, that, that's, yeah. that's nine inches.
0: Cause, so. and this is biologically speaking, what, how the depth of a, of a vagina is what's like three to four inches. I think like, mm-hmm. like the true, Probably. like the stimulation depth or whatever. I don't know. But like, it's not, once you get past like five, it's like, ex- or six, maybe excess, right?
1: Yes. Well, if I you don't think know. about I think it, that you also don't...
0: depends on the person.
1: You don't want to hit the cervix, guys. Be careful. <laughs> it's an anatomy lesson for you, but.
0: Yeah. Maybe you don't want to.
1: No. No girl wants to.
0: <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm, I am. Never mind. You're super into Jared, talk about your dicks, your big dicks more, Jared. Please. <laughs> really i genuinely don't have I mean, you're you're talking with a tone now that says like i'm offended and bothered by the fact that jared actually has a large dick that's no, like, no, not at all i'm actually no, trying, say, uh, these we're are trying jokes. to have a serious conversation about and you, you you're like we're serious, well it's a comedy oh, podcast
1: sorry. we're having <laughs> a serious anatomy conversation trying to boost men's self-esteem because men are you know men and their self-esteem are often overlooked jeremy can you ever be serious
0: uh, no, no, I can't. I, um,
1: I can't be on this podcast anymore. I'm, you can't really? be on it because you wrote the <laughs> AFI
0: top 100 list. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to be released. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh,
1: Frankenstein, as the young people say, yeet Sandra out the window. That was where we're at. Do you want to just jump, Please. So
0: you just want to jump to that? <laughs> okay, so, uh, Frankenstein throws Sandra out the window uh, Just in the botched attempt Of switching of the brains There's some hijinks uh, on the tables Of the, the mats with Abbott and Costello They end up breaking free Frankenstein gets set on fire uh, Dracula uh, How does Dracula die? He dies? He transforms into a bat But eaten. is bounced by the wolfman Who drags the two of them to their deaths Ozzy eats his head but
1: mm-hmm. how would that even be possible because I didn't know that vampires could drown?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I guess if you they turn into a bat and you were to, like, hold the bat yeah. underwater, you'd probably do it, right? It's always fucking stakes through the heart or, or or sunlight. And it's like nobody ever thinks, well, can you could just drown it. It's a It's an actual it's living. Not. It breathes right. oxygen. You can yeah. drown something that breathes oxygen.
1: Does yeah. it breathe oxygen, though?
0: Maybe it breathes nitrogen, but either way. I like that look you just gave, because, like, you knew it was a fucking nerdy thing to ask. <laughs> you were, like... <laughs> like but does proud. it...
1: I mean, like... Actually...
0: <laughs> well, uh... Act- well, actually... Um, you know, you might be right. What do, the, what do vampires breathe, uh... They breathe blood. They breathe yeah.
2: blood.
0: Blood. Uh, blood filling their lungs... Mostly so fluid <laughs> yeah i guess if you want to go back to the the ball or like just that's the end but um uh talbot becomes the wolf man attacks McDougal. chick's costume at the the ball is a wolf uh, McDougal accuses chick who escapes and witnesses dracula hypnotizing wilbur chick is also hypnotized and rendered helpless while dracula and sandra bring wilbur stevens and joan back to the castle the next morning chick and talbot meet up in the bayou and set out to rescue wilbur and joan that thus lead us to uh, the deaths of the monsters that we described the struggle there's,
1: just, there's too many people in this movie just too many i can you know get rid of big get yes. rid of that other guy that gets hit over the head by sandra
0: um there are, looks like there are ten members of this cast, including Vincent Price as the voice of the there's too many, you say?
1: Yeah. Too many yeah. people. Yeah. Oh. Too many people, not enough monsters. The people to monster ratio is way uh, off.
0: That I that I'm with you. I think they should add Godzilla, Mothra, mm-hmm. Odan, King Kong, uh, mm-hmm. Cloverfield, um, who else? Chucky, Leprechaun. Leprechaun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Killer Clowns
1: um, from Outer uh, Space.
0: Annabelle uh uh I that that new ai type of megan. character megan right. that's it that's the one that one was actually pretty fun did you yeah did you get that cast? yeah it yeah was i fun. enjoyed it
1: i thought it was creepy enough for our, was, our is, there's some
0: good laughs in that one yeah there are actually oh, some mm-hmm. good laughs yeah <laughs> I'll give it a shot
1: it was like a extended black mirror episode in a way yeah
0: I guess. yeah definitely uh, I think like there is like an, a black mirror like that isn't there like an AI uh, companion that kind of oh goes yeah uh, it could be based loosely on on that or they stole it but um, basically that's the movie though uh, once they get they escape and uh, Dracula he gets pounced on by the Wolfman uh chicken Wilbur escape in boats Joan and Steven set the pier ablaze while the monster is standing on it Frankenstein he dies in the flames Wilbur scolds Chick for his earlier skepticism. Chick remarks they have nothing to fear now. And that's when Vincent Price shows up lighting a cigarette on the boat and greets them. And that's the end of the uh, the movie. Yeah, cliffhanger. hmm.
1: that's the last time that you guys let me on the podcast.
0: No, but not by, not for, not for anything that you did. I mean, we are ending the series. Yeah, actually, really super- you might technically be right, but for different reasons that you're <gasps> No. I know. I How mean, will
1: we ever hang out?
0: Well, we got a 90 over 90 that you're going to be on in the Yay. near future. And. I don't – aside from that, I guess we're going to have to have uh, trivia nights or something remotely or, or we'll have to play Jackbox games. I what, love what Jackbox. Are, what, what have we been doing for the we last almost 20 years? I, I, can't, I can't remember. How do we uh, – how have we gotten through that?
1: Postcards.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: guess we're going to go back to postcards. We could try carrier pigeons this time.
0: Yeah. Um, Tough to train. Yep. I guess. Because they, they're just so lazy these days. Those fucking pigeons, they don't want to do anything.
1: I they're like re- every –
0: they're like every service guy who comes to work on the machines at my job. It was just like, oh, what's, <laughs> what do we need now? Like, what, don't you do your damn job. Do your job. <laughs> uh,
1: we can get um, Hotmail accounts. Maybe we could try that.
0: Um, Hotmail accounts. I, yeah. I have a, uh, a GeoCities message board that uh, <laughs> oh, I perfect. will give you the link to. Perfect. You. We, can, uh, we can write messages there. That's perfect, actually. Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, have a confab on the GeoCities. We'll talk about uh, Lawnmower Man and other movies of the 90s. <laughs> It'll be fun. hmm I'm looking forward to it. You I'll put talk you guys
1: about... back in my MySpace top eight.
0: Oh, that's an honor. That's... I don't know if I'm worthy, honestly.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm not. I'm not top eight material. I'm like nine at best.
1: Don't worry, I was going to put Dan as one anyway.
0: That's oh, fine, I great. would expect that. You would?
1: Yeah, we just have a better friendship.
0: Dan's just a super tight. Right I, I don't know, I had no... <laughs> I would have found a joke, I don't know if it would have been any good, but... Oh, uh, um, took the opportunity away from you. Sorry. That's Let's fine. Geo I, cities, though. I have no problem <laughs> letting people take. I, look, I got two kids. People take from me all the time, and I'm I'm getting used to it. It's fine. Uh,
1: Didn't you read The Giving Tree? Because.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I read The Giving Tree every night for a stretch, and um, I I and gotta then, say, poorly paced book. The one day is, you'll is be poor. a stump. If I like, if you give a mouse a cookie. Mm-hmm. I, like what that. Happens? I won't what spoil happens? I won't spoil I won't spoil it. But God, now I gotta go back to the library. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the mouse the cookie dot ellipses. That's you know it. the problem you the problem with the children's library? Uh there's a lot of books that are not in place where they should be. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, sure I bet that's the case. <laughs> but why why are the numbers all off?
2: Don't Why are you kids using know- the Dewey <laughs> Decimal
0: System yeah. for little children? Exactly. <laughs> Don't you kids know this shit? You little Jesus. assholes. God. No, you got to put a put a put a favorite characters section on the wall. Mm-hmm. Franklin's not one of my favorite characters. Fuck off, library. Yeah. What's was- your favorite? Uh. I don't, ha- I don't know. I I, I, liked, uh, I, uh, I couldn't come up with a. a and I liked uh, horrible Harry. I don't know. That's I, the, we talked about that when I was hanging out with uh Jar and Kate and uh Katie and
1: Kate, Kate yeah, Kate, Katie. Jer and Dan.
0: Well, our our mutual wife Kate.
1: Yeah,
0: when we, we were uh laying there in bed with her in the middle, so that <laughs> way she could roll back and forth to to talk to. <laughs> jesus christ um yeah What's we're not doing dan? anything we're laying there talking it's how we end the night jesus christ <laughs> jesus christ dan Those uh people i know sorry that is anyway let's uh, talk more about my 12 inch dick so i was uh, <laughs> Sure, it's 12 <laughs> wait a minute now it is how did you get the how did you get that into the genetics, you know, and I didn't. I don't but you know what? I don't need 12. So I look, I it's it's 12 but it's real thin. <laughs>
2: like this tape yeah. measure right here.
0: It's it's flat too like that. Oh man, <laughs> like our earth. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh uh, Christ! Are we are we good? Are we done here? No, we're good. I need
1: to know your favorite book from when you were a kid.
0: No, um, an honest answer to an honest question is uh, the Wayside School books, which I am in the fourth book of reading to uh, my older boy now, and uh, it is remarkable watching a f- five-year-old remember uh, details from like the first book. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's funny. He's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. That could be Mrs. Gorf. <laughs> 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 like, you're right. It could be Mrs. Gorf. You remember. Oh, what a memory That's you cute. have. That's cute. Cute. Uh, um, uh, yours, S- since since you're interrogating yeah. me on my fucking mm-hmm. book selection as a child?
1: Uh, my favorite book growing up was Ferdinand the Bull. And then mm-hmm. I liked... um. <clears throat> sorry and i liked uh the little house and i'm just going running off the tattoos that i have because all of my tattoos are literature book and literature book blah, 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 blah. <laughs> i'm done <laughs> it's, it's What really do you, really need, nice you, you need to get
0: you need to get a nice picture book section on your back <laughs> so what I are your little, tattoos
1: i have little tattoo um uh maurice sendick who did um oh my god why it's sorry. 11 o'clock at night i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us so late by the way thank you
1: <laughs> oh no it's uh, fine um where
0: the wild things are right he
1: did where the wild things are he also did a um did the illustrations for the velveteen rabbit um in the mm-hmm. 60s not the original um so i have that uh on my leg and uh i have a lot i i was a receptionist for a while at a tattoo shop so they'd be like do you want to get um a giant portrait of your childhood dog on your leg and i'm like yeah sure,
0: sure yeah i mean i might as well i'm here. whatever i'm not going anywhere do i have to answer phones no cool
1: they still make me answer phones when i go in there
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't that work sucks. there anymore, do you no. Just like, pick up that They're phone like, and God ask. it has been ringing for eight months Can you please just answer this
1: <laughs> Answer the damn phone They look through the Somebody... window at me They're like this and they point They look out the window and I'm like Billy really, guys That was like literally a decade ago Leave
0: me alone <laughs> Leave me alone <laughs> Anytime someone is saying Leave me alone to a tattoo artist Bad things are afoot It feels yeah. like Yeah um, anyway, that is that is it for us this week. Thank you for listening to this classic. <laughs> Abbott and Costello meet meet Frankenstein. Abbott and Costello meet yeah. Frankenstein and no one else. Yeah. Um. Once again, thank you uh, for joining us, Cass, for what may be uh, your last episode, but again, no fault of your own. I'm um, taking uh, it
1: deeply personally
0: that's okay I, I would hope that all of our guest hosts would assume that it's their fault that we have decided to to end the show at the end of the season let's not get this is making me sad <laughs> Even though we're joking it's a joke uh, uh we will have you on definitely on 90 over 90 um i think the title i want you on for i'd like to do for august slick punk uh slick punk slick yeah. punk
1: i've been waiting a very long time for
0: that yeah so. it's time it's time uh to to test our punk cred uh, oh not, yeah of which that's i have none punk. so it's gonna be great where you probably have more than me to be perfect and i listen to way more music than you and that's like and it's because of the taste in music that i have where they're like that is so lame and that you're is so like... not punk
1: Yours is like 90s, like uh, pop punk, sort of. Yeah. Uh, like, like the children of punk. punk.
0: I like, yeah, yeah, that's a good way. Of, like kind of like second, third, whatever wave you want to put mm-hmm. it. It's not the forefathers, but I have a lot of respect, obviously, for it's just I don't go for them because I grew up on the, they're their babies, you know? Um, whereas Cass is way more hardcore and cooler. And she actually went to the well and she actually studied and got an education in music. Oh.
1: And I actually went to the final CBGB show
0: ever. So um, she's a lot of cred. I don't, <laughs> I don't see how you can... Like, how much... Cr- punk cred does weird al and the blues brothers and fucking i i think you're we're gonna what we're gonna get into in slick punk is that punk is is not just music it's an ethos it's an attitude it is a lot of things and uh you're pretty punk Jer. you're, you're a pretty punk dude I, I look forward to the education then so I... <laughs> we're gonna put <laughs> you up as a punk
1: <laughs> i listen um i consider abba to be punk, punk. so
0: there you go that's Okay, I'm gonna think about that. I'm gonna think about it.
1: Their lyrics are very dark.
0: So. Seriously, <laughs> I I, have, I I dig some ABBA actually. So <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's funny because um the side song, one of my favorite punk bands, Carry On, is like literally the chorus note for note is uh what's the one song by ABBA? It's like da 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 like it's I every
1: know every ABBA song, <laughs> Dancing <Okay>. Queen, Mama <laughs> yeah. Mia.
0: But it um, like they like there's an overlap there too, which I dig. But so yeah, we'll get into that. I'm excited. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll listen to that in uh, a couple months. Uh only if you're a patron though, patreon dot com slash ninety under ninety where you can join for just one dollar a month for these last remaining months. Um, do it. Do it. Do, do it, do it. $1 a month. Do it. It's less than – I don't know. I can't make any. I don't know what even costs a dollar anymore. It's less than a bottle of soda. Like it is like one of the – is the cheapest thing you'll buy all month. Like seriously. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. A couple hours of entertainment for uh, a a buck. A buck. Yeah, And we had some snowas recently too. So hey, even more. For a new snow. maybe we'll do it. But hey, Um, Cass, it's your birthday in two days. It's a uh, yesterday actually when this episode premieres so happy birthday. Well, oh, you're yay, outing yay. cast to the world now for her birthday. Now
1: everyone. Knows. I had
0: to keep I had to keep that a well-guarded secret for years. And, and now that, she's just frivolously throwing it around like letting everybody know her birthday. Uh, I didn't know that it was such a secret. Only uh, Jeremy now. It's why I literally when 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 Dan uh I, I referred to it earlier. I was like, it's Cassie's birthday this week. And that's all I felt comfortable saying, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think you told me. Cass. <laughs> no, I don't think I told yeah. you the exact date. Well, I don't. That's I didn't. Loyalty from Jer. That's loyalty. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate
1: it. Well, I think, Dan, we were commiserating over who had the worst um, birthday, famous birthday, celebrity birthday. And we won't get into that. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, happy B-Day, uh, 25 years young. It's I crazy. I know, it's crazy. So, it's, uh, it's been crazy quite a rag. It's crazy to think that, that our history together uh, really was illegal for so long just because of the age difference.
1: But, you um, know, statute of limitations, so we're good.
0: Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> that is going to be it for us this week. I'm getting out of here as quickly as I can. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, until next week, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Cass Quinn. That's a wrap.
1: Bye.
2: What do you mean you're out of chocolate? How can that be?